So I have a huge thrill for me today that I am here with my mom, Sheila Spivey, and she has agreed to do this. As you can see, she loves the camera and loves to be a glory hog. <laughs> uh, so it has taken me years to pull this off, people. And so I hope that uh, that you're going to be blessed by what my mom has to share with us today. And I'm just going to, we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about raising kids. We're going to talk about a little bit about marriage and some other things. Uh, and I just want you to know how much I respect and love this woman right here and all that she means to me. And so uh, you can't cry much right now, okay? We'll cry after. Oh. And I just want uh, everybody out there to know that this is a very, very special woman who I have a tremendous amount of uh, respect for and, and have been wanting to share her with you for some time. So um, I actually also, she's part of a legacy of faith in our family. Her mom, Grace White, my middle daughter, Olivia, has her middle name is Grace. Uh, we, uh, we both have tremendous respect for, uh, for her as well. So I thought maybe we'd start by talking about your mom. Uh, before okay. we talk about my talk about her mom. So tell me about your mom, Grandma Grace. Okay, Grandma Grace. My mom was the same way. She had her Bible on the table right in the front room, and, and she was very uh, very quiet person. Don't ever remember her raising her voice, ever, even if now, let, let me pause right there. Ever. Okay, I want you to think about what I, I, I don't remember it, ever. Uh, and and uh, she passed when I guess when the summer before Emily and I were going to get married, mm -hmm. so about twenty years ago. Yeah. So for the twenty-four uh, years ago or so or f of time that I had with her, I don't remember it either. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her raising her voice. I don't remember her um, saying anything bad about anybody. No. Didn't her Didn't her dad say something about her once about her doing um. anything wrong? Well, I'm sure she did something wrong, but he told me they had 11 kids. They did lose some due to illness and different things through the years, but um, there, there were originally 11 children. It was a blended family. He, her dad and her mother were both widow and widower, and they got married and had kid, they had children at the time, and then they had more kids. But out of all those kids, I remember Grandpa telling me she was the only one he never had to spank. And I said, well, why was that, Grandpa? And he's, I asked my mom that. I said, why didn't Grandpa ever have to spank you? And she says, well, I just never wanted to disappoint my parents. <laughs> and I thought, boy, I wish I had gotten that done. <laughs> so I didn't have to spank my kids. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the one and only child probably to ever pull that one off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, she was, she's amazing. I mean, uh, she used to, I remember she used to, uh, uh, she highly preferred baseball on the radio to baseball and television and so she'd come over when you guys would go out on date nights and stuff and, and she taught me how to keep score and we'd listen to Ben Scully call the Dodger game and, and I had a yellow notepad that I'd swipe out of dad's uh, study there and, and we'd kind of sit there and, and do all those things but, but she was a very very special uh, person very special one yes, of a kind uh, so that kind of gets passed on to you that you <laughs> have, to have a couple of kids me and me and Tambo uh, Tambo's the nickname. Tammy is uh, her more normal name, and I, I, I often in my sermons and other places will commend you and Dad for how you raised this. Understand it with the full caveat that nobody's perfect. There are no perfect parents. Uh, my dad's over there smirking at me like, <laughs> "Are you kidding? Of course they're." <laughs> no, we're but, far uh, from yeah, far, far from, perfect. from perfect. Far from perfect. But trying to be godly parents, trying to be righteous parents, people who raise your kids in the Lord the way that that you 
you know, that, that you wanted to do. Uh, I'll tell you a couple of things I think you guys did really well. Um, you know, I think one thing that you guys did that had a big impact on me was you really did go out of your way. It was obvious to me you went out of your way to try not to argue a lot in front of us. Um, oh. Yeah. And jump in anywhere you want. I think, I think that's uh, unsettling to kids, you know, um, to uh, have kids have big arguments. I've heard people say that, uh, oh, it's good. It lets them know what the real world is and stuff. I don't, uh, I'm happy to say mainly because my husband's such a sweetheart <laughs> there's we we're really we've been, we'll i didn't be, mean to laugh so hard we'll sorry married, dad <laughs> all, we'll be married almost 49 yeah. well 49 years 49 next, years next month and uh we really haven't had a lot we we get along on most things we really haven't had a lot of you know but i know it's very unsettling i know his, his, his parents uh were divorced and my parents had some rough few rough years he my dad was not a Christian I'm sorry to say um, and uh, I it's very um, shakes up the security of your home I think uh, to have uh, disagreements in front of them so should I did, does it does it reason then that you and dad never disagreed about anything well <laughs> what you, meaning you know people out there might be going well, I, think okay. it's, I think it's because I was such a wonderful <laughs> no seriously he and I have a little yeah. expression and I'm not and I and I'm not saying that we agree on every every single thing but we have this little saying uh, you know and, and because he doesn't really like to argue I'll be honest with you he just doesn't and and I'm not really one either we don't like to argue so I we love have, it we have it's a, amazing we have an expression <laughs> Usually what we will do, and and uh, may not be for everybody, but what we will do is, uh, you know, if we think we're not going to agree about something, we'll just kind of be a little quiet. He'll go out in, to his man cave out in the garage, <laughs> and I'll go. And then we have this little thing we'll say, because we don't like to be upset with each other. We'll, I'll, I usually, it's me. Usually it's me. He has done it before, though. <laughs> and I'll go out and say, I've forgiven you already. <laughs> and and so by the way the, that's, we'll that expression it. has been passed on in our house oh yeah and it's usually whoever it was that that comes to the epiphany i really was i really was out of control there or i totally blew that whoever is the total center in in the in the argument is the one that comes out and well joking will say i've forgiven you already oh. knowing well, the other person doesn't need it so, so now that you've admitted that's you in all the fights it with works dad, the re reverse <laughs> in our house is usually he's too stubborn to say that, and yeah. so I'll think, honey, I've forgiven you already. So you know. Yeah. So if, so if in, for, in terms of just fighting in front of the kids and all that stuff, um, not a good it, idea. Not a good idea. And I think you. I th the other thing I think it's extremely important to be respectful of one another, even if you would disagree on on something, is not to either talk down to your spouse or try to put them in their place in front of the kids. Not a good thing because you're modeling for them how they should treat their spouse someday and also how they should treat the other parent. So if you're disrespectful of them, then it makes the kids think, oh, you know, oh, she gets away with talking to dad like that or dad gets away with talking to mom like that. And then they think they can get away with it, which is not true. <laughs> can I ask you something? So you got people, I mean, for all of his obvious flaws, my... Uh... <laughs> He's the my, most perfect my, man uh, that ever lived. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you've endured for 49 years. Oh, no, I'm very no. proud of you. I was so no, blessed. I'm, I'm um, so blessed. I, I, there are people going, okay, well, that's great if you're married to a, a, a decent person. But, but oh. if you're married to a person who's a real a real jewel, um, mm. do you have any anything, you know, is, and you, you, you know, you and dad are both leaders in the church. Um, you know, you, you've seen a lot of marital uh, tensions in your life and things like that. I mean, is there anything other than just rug ridding it out or doing anything that, any advice for people that maybe married well, people that are not as uh, flawless as, as Gene Spivey, you know? <laughs> well, you know, um, I think, I think uh, the starting place for those who are not married yet, I'll be honest with you, you know, my dad was not a Christian. He was a good man, uh, but he, he went through World War II and I think had a little PTSD going on stuff. So he was, um, could be a little aggressive sometimes. And I think um, my, the fact that my mom was not a in-your-face combative kind of person, I think that helped that situation a lot. Um, I think uh, you need to, when choosing your mate, and it doesn't mean it's going to be a perfect marriage necessarily, but I'll be honest with you, that was my key thing in selecting, not that I was out to get a man, I really wasn't at the time. Uh, he just came along and he was Mr. Wonderful and I just had to, <laughs> to grab it. But it was that I wanted a Christian. I always told the Lord, I just want a Christian. And I've heard uh, gals and, and we've worked with um, teenagers, particularly through the years and stuff. And, and um, I know that a lot of the girls, they have their list of what they want. Oh, I want a, no, I want a blonde, blue-eyed, or tall, dark, and handsome, and all that, you know, and or whatever. The, that's a, Or I want to have, you know, make a lot of money, or this or that. No, 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 no. Top of your list should be that you have a strong Christian, because that gives you a strong base for your marriage, and it gives you uh, a point where you and your spouse can have a, a mediation point between you and the Lord and you can pray about things together. And um, if you're in a situation where you do not have a Christian husband, like my mom, um, she came from a small town, small pickings, you know, kind of a thing, although she did love my dad. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that's that's a key thing there, you know, is-, is Choose uh, well. Choose well. Mm -hmm. Choose well, that's the best thing you can do. And if you're in a, in a tough situation, again, a lot of a prayer should go into that seek God's what God's word says about your situations I also think if you know a strong Christian couple that could maybe help mentor you or give you advice or could um, maybe give role model you know um, situation I think that's always a good idea as well uh, maybe uh, if your husband and it could be the wife is not a Christian yeah. too yeah. you know to if you could um, socially engage with those people so he can see what a what a Christian home is it might help that I, I was telling Anna on the drive up here actually that one of the things that I think really helped me and I'm assuming Tambo too was that um, you know you guys your your walk with the Lord was so uh, solid and really I, I know that at least from my vantage point, I would use the term almost like unwavering. Like it just, there was no, there were no options. There was no, hey, are we going to go to church this week or not? <laughs> that, that was just not a, 
that, that was like saying, uh, is the sun going up today or not? Like there were, it was an, it was an assumed thing. So when you came to me and said, uh, Hey, you know what, uh, you know, when I needed to be kind of brought back in alignment with things or, uh, when it, when, it, when I was taught to, to be generous and give, or when I was taught to be whatever, it was hard for me to look back at you guys and go, uh, well, you don't do it or anything like that because I told Anna, I go, because they were, they were twice as good at it as I so it was. It was one of those things where it was like, you know, uh, the habits that you guys had in your home, the, 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 the witness of just daily faithfulness without wavering and without a lot of what I would call kind of like utilitarian, just kind of like uh, I'm going to go to church when I need help or I'm going to go to church when I, you know, do this or whatever. I'm going to be involved with the church and, and until it really starts to cost me something. Um, that That is, um, that's something that, that I, I learned deeply from you guys is just the importance of an everyday witness. And, uh, you know, whether it's you sitting down at that old secretary's desk you used to have there and, and writing out your church check on a weekly basis or dad sitting in the recliner reading his Bible or, uh, or just, uh, you know, Thanksgiving days down at the, uh, I don't remember a Thanksgiving day where I was not, my, my Thanksgiving day was not planned already. Um, you know, I knew I'm going to the senior center. We're going to serve those folks food and all that. And, and so that, I just want to say thank you for that because that was a huge gift to me. Do you, all the habits of faith that you could say, all right, if you could pick like one or two, to just say, try to do the, if you could only do a couple, do these things, um, you know, in your, in your marriage or as you're parenting your kids, these are like the two most important things that, that parents could do. Oh boy, that's tough. I, I can't, I think the importance of prayer, praying for your kids and your spouse uh, is so important. And I, I, I've made, I know it's hard to imagine, but I've actually made mistakes as a parent. <laughs> and uh, my kids probably would be the first ones to attest that, but I, I really feel God honors the goal. I really do. Um, you know, you do the best you can. I wish we had guinea pig kids that we could practice on and then we have the real ones again. <laughs> oh I learned I that learned, would be nice yeah it? yeah because I can see things if I were if I got a redo that I would do differently uh, but unfortunately life doesn't give us that but um, even even the mistakes we make uh, if we're trying our best uh, to honor God with uh, our offering of parenthood uh, uh, to our kids, I think he will honor Stop that. Stop that right there. Offering of parenthood. That was good. No, like, no, offering of parenthood is not, a lot of people don't, don't, don't think of it in those terms, right? But if, if, if you offer your life as a living sacrifice to God, then everything that you do really is a form of offering to God. So as you're, as you're thinking about your parenting, it's not really just, okay, how do I manage this network of relationships in a way that everybody's happy? but that what you're doing is sacred so so when you're raising your kids or we, we, you know every moment of every day it's like right now uh everybody's trapped been trapped in their house for two months with their kids um and that's one way to look at it right uh, another is to look at it. i've been trapped in my house another is okay uh how can i how can i use this as an opportunity to offer god something uh beautiful during this during this uh phase when maybe it's not uh, you know and maybe previously I'm driving them around a lot. I'm taking them to practice. I'm taking them to 
rehearsals, I'm taking them to recitals, I'm taking them to uh, those kind of things. So how can I, you know, uh, during this phase where none of that's going on, how can I step back and then figure out, okay, how can I, how can I, I make my parenting to, uh, an offering before God? And, and how could he use this as a chance to make me more more patient or more, uh, so anyways, you said that phrase and I just kind of, I was like, the light came on. I was like, oh, that's a great way to put it. Um, so you said praying, praying for your kids. Um, anything else on the parenting front? Like if you just said, hey, look, if I could just coach you to do this one thing, uh, what would be your habits or things that you and dad did that maybe would have helped you guys? And I didn't get these questions ahead of time. Just no, she audience. didn't. No. no, she didn't. This is all <laughs> unplugged. Again, I think, you know, I think praying for your kids, don't discount that at all. And the other thing is, um, if you feel, you know, uh, parents can often blame themselves or think, well, what did I do wrong? And maybe they did do some things wrong. We all make mistakes. I, I, if the parent thinks they're a perfect parent, they're probably really not. And their kids probably don't think they are either, you know, because we're all human, we make mistakes, and the God's a forgiving God. And if you struggle with something, um, uh, as I said, you know, my mom never raised her voice. I know it's hard to believe. I actually did raise my kids, not all the time, but I did have a few times when I did, I think. And I, and I, uh, the point is you ask the Lord to help you if you if you're struggling in a certain area say lord you know i really blew that you know i lost my temper you know he kind of sometimes just has to say one more word after i said don't <laughs> don't uh i don't want to hear anymore all right then i he, think we need to cut right then here. he has no, to just... go down the hall and he has to say one more word and uh you know and then it kind of pushes you over the, the falls you know and so i i think though is ask the lord to help you as a parent with your struggles as well as your child and he will he will equip you you know and it, as tim was mentioning you know there's so many wonderful examples of the bible of either kids that came out great even though their parents weren't so great and i'm sure you've all seen that even in today's world i have some some young people who had terrible home lives and, and yeah. their parents totally blew it but they came out okay but the reverse works as well. You know, you can be as good a parent as you possibly think you can be. And you're, you know, even if you're praying for them, you're trying to raise them in the Lord and they still go off the rails. You know, they have freedom of choice. God gave them that. And so um, I think just um, don't beat yourself up too bad on it. You know, ask God, uh, if you feel you have failed, ask him for forgiveness, have him, uh, ask him to help you do better. If there's things you need to apologize for, maybe there's some serious things that need to be apologized, I would talk, tell your kids. There's nothing wrong with uh, telling them, you know, hey, you know, I really blew it or I failed here. I, I, I wasn't, a, didn't do very well there. I think um, in most cases, I think that that might be a, a good restart point for you, you know. As you look at parent, the average, I'm just going to, but average in quotes, like your typical kind of set of parents that you see of people that have, oh, say kids that are in high school or younger. Um, do you, are, do you, would you characterize them as too strict or too permissive? Mm, right. You know, I, it depends on the parent. Uh, I know my kids, <laughs> I, I remember my daughter telling me her friends thought we were the strictest parents they knew. 
and uh, uh, I kind of took that as a compliment. But they, <laughs> but they, that's what I thought too. They I were thought, not as strict. An awesome they were not was. as strict as my parents were. Yeah. Believe it or not, I thought I was kind of loose in the reins a little bit there. Mm. So um, today, uh, I've seen some really excellent parents. I'll be honest with you. I've seen some that are just. I really feel like, Lord, you just—they're really doing this thing right. Um, one thing I do like, uh, I've observed, is it seems like the dads are a lot more hands-on. Hmm. I think your dad was a hands-on oh, dad. Oh, yeah. He was a total sure. hands-on. He was a school teacher, elementary school teacher, and he loved kids. And so, But I know that it's easy for dads to get absorbed or, or feel the need, that working hard, lots of hours, and it, it's hard to be hands-on because you're so tired. But I'm seeing a lot of the younger dads are more hands-on. I mean, they're in there changing those diapers and they're, you know, really, uh, and I love it. I love it, you know. Uh, by the same token, I've seen uh, maybe a little more relaxing of the discipline. I know um, your dad and I were out to dinner the other night. There was a family sitting right behind us. We're pretty patient and tolerant of most things, but they had these three kids that were the parents seemed to be in the zone, just totally in the zone. I don't know if they were on phones or what was going on, but nobody was paying any attention to those kids and they were crawling over the back of the booth over us and they were crawling under the table and they were, you know, all and and just so noisy and stuff. And I love little kids. I don't have a problem with that, but I just thought they're not learning how to behave in the public and, and this was not like a McDonald's or something. This was a, a restaurant. And I just thought, you know, they maybe need to tighten the reins up a little bit there. And um, so... It gets hard to do that later. <clears throat> oh. When you try to get a 16-year-old to stop climbing over the booth. you got to be bigger than they are. Yeah. Definitely, you know. And you don't... I mean, I'm not advocating child abuse. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> well, that's but, good. By any no, means. I, I, I don't believe that. in that at all. But I, yeah. but I do think when they're young, the Bible's teaches on this as well as to discipline your children and and because it'll it'll make your life easier that's the main thing it'll make your life and they will be happier you know god made us so that we like a little structure you know yeah, the, funny, the funny thing about being raised in, in y'all's home was i think i don't think you guys were actually a whole lot more strict than anybody else i do think you had two or three key hills that you would die on <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, 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 Jesus is coming first in our lives. Period. Uh, another one was uh, your marriage was was probably put a notch above the kids, and I actually think that was really good. At, ironically, it makes you feel more secure as a kid uh, because you feel like your parents love each other, and and um, and so. But but, and it's funny. Emily and I will joke because we both have moments we can recall where our parents basically made that very clear that we were we were very important. We're just not as important as their spouse was. <laughs> but oddly enough, that, that really made us feel good um, and secure. Uh, and I think uh, you guys had two or three hills you were going to die on, but I never felt like we got nitpicked like to death on, you know, just small stuff like you know, you're dressing all the time or you're, you know, I don't like that song. Don't play that song in your room. Like a lot of my friends, their parents would be on them about that stuff all the time. But on big stuff, I mean, really heavy stuff, they were totally kind of laissez-faire on that stuff. And you guys were a little bit, uh, I, looking back, I think you guys chose battles wisely. You didn't, you didn't waste your, your discipline on things that weren't really at the core of, of who we were, but the core was on lockdown. So there was no, 
we weren't moving around in there. So, yeah, we're not we're not gonna do we're not gonna lie in the house. We don't lie. Uh, one of the unwritten was it was said out loud many times. Don't mess with your mom. If I was hearing dad talk or whatever, <laughs> like, you're gonna be respectful in how you talk. You're gonna do what we ask you to do the first time. I know that sounds like a really small thing, parents, but just uh, we tried to institute that in our own house uh, as best we can because it keeps you from exploding on your kids. So if 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 you create a culture where you do it the first time I ask you, or basically doing it the eighth time, it's not really obedience. That's that's just uh, I beat you into submission, or it's, <laughs> or it's whatever. But it's not it's not uh, you know that's not really teaching them obedience. And so what happens sometimes is parents will say, you know, Johnny, pick up your socks, and, uh, and then they blow you off, and you do that eight times. Now you're at molten lava point. And then it turns into Johnny, pick up your socks or whatever, and and then off off they go. As opposed to having a little bit, letting a little bit more steam out of the kettle along the way, um, or or just creating a culture where if uh, mom and dad ask you to do something, and then and then being respectful enough of your children to go, okay, I'm going to try not to be an overbearing, exasperating parent, like like talked about in Ephesians uh, six. Either I want to be. Uh, the kind of parent that my kids like being around by choice like they don't <laughs> like i would i chose to come up here and hang out with my mom and my dad because they're <laughs> awesome right and so i love i love uh, being with them you know and i i want that for my kids and i think some parents fear that if i if i discipline my kid or if i tell them no then they're not going to like me and i'm going to have a bad relationship with my kids um but just from my own experience in ministry and as a parent I haven't really found that to be the case. There's something oddly uh, comforting to a child knowing that their parents care enough about them to be a part of their life and to actually care about their future and care about who they're becoming. Um, so uh, can I can I ask you to give a word of advice to, to the brothers out there, the men? Um, it's Mother's Day. <clears throat> First of all, all of us, men and women alike, call your mamas. So hey everyone, this is my dad, Gene Spivey. We're here in the Spivey garage and uh, we're taking a brief break from the interview with my mom to talk, guy talk here. So this is for the guys, all right? Uh, one of the things that, that dad did very well that I have a lot of respect for is uh, how well he treated my mom. And so I wanted to just give him a chance to talk to the guys and say, hey guys, uh, you know, here are a couple things that I'd encourage you to do from a marriage standpoint, or even just father to, to kid or whatever, but especially on the marriage front, in terms of treating your wife well. Yeah, just remember that uh, a happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> you know, so you look, if you really love your wife, you're gonna look at her and say, what can I do for her? What, what I, like she said in, in the other interview, <clears throat> know her love, love language. Uh, she likes for me to pick up my clothes, and, uh, I found almost that. all women have that love language. <laughs> I think so. Too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, if you really love your wife, you, you, you okay, I want to, I want to make her happy, and uh, she's because she's made me happy all these many forty years. Forty nine. Forty nine. Forty nine years. Oh, what? That was wonderful. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I want to say to uh, to my dad to thank you for loving my mom. So even though we're doing this on Mother's Day. Uh, all of us men, we need to step up and make sure that we're loving our moms and our wives and if we have daughters, that we're honoring our daughters as well and respecting them and loving them uh, the way that God would want us to. So uh, 
Thanks, Dad. This garage is crazy, isn't it? Everybody look around. This is just like one little corner. I may have to t do a little tour of this some other time too. But uh, thanks, Dad, for being a, a good for being a good a good father, a good good husband. My pleasure, sir. Right, amen. My pleasure. Can you teach men how to love their wife or their mom or whomever? How to treat a woman? Boy, okay, this this could be a long list. <laughs> but you know, I think. I think um, it, to put it succinctly, I think it boils down to what the Lord tells us about how to treat anyone. Um, you know, you treat them the way you would want to be treated. And I think that's with kindness, a kind and a gentle man. I, that's very attractive. Um, doesn't mean you're not macho or you're not you know you're not hoo -hoo, whatever guys do you know how's that you do that again <laughs> you know it doesn't mean that you're not manly at all you know my husband is a marine right. not active in the marine corps but he he wants a marine We're all always glad. a he's marine he's 74 he but he uh he's a very manly man right. you know i mean he likes cars and he likes all that stuff but he's a very kind gentleman and he's he's not afraid to serve and um in that, uh, you know, he, uh, I, we, I think that's one reason we have a happy marriage, is we treat each other the way we would want to be treated, and we serve the other one, and it's not one-sided, you know. Uh, and I think, um, you know, if your wife needs your help doing things, don't just assume, oh well, that's the the woman's job, you know, kind of a thing. There's nothing wrong with you helping with the dishes or surprising her, you know, and, and uh, picking up picking up your stuff, you know, that'd be a real surprise, <laughs> you know, or whatever, know, you know, or, know. or just do, doing some, doing, uh, find out your wife's love language, you've all heard that term, but, um, but I think even aside, no matter what your monetary situation or, or um, whatever your, your, even your time situation, the time you're together, make it a quality time. Listen, be a good listener, too. Uh, and uh, I, think, uh, I think that goes a long ways. You know, uh, treat, treat her the way you would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And, and, and um, I think, anyway. Talk about, to me about having grown up kids uh, when they're oh. older. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some I, I think they're, they're, it's different, right? Parenting an older, you know, somebody who's a grown adult versus, um, you know, somebody who people who have toddlers or whatever. Um, for people that have older kids, what you know, anything for them? Um, Do you mean like out of the house kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, out of the house. You, uh, for them, or how does it feel? Uh, you know, I um, okay here. How do you continue to be a parent when they're off on their own? Uh, your dad and I have a rule, and we try to adhere to it as much as we can. This is a tough rule, too. It's don't give advice unless they ask you for it. And uh, there may have been a couple of times, you know, maybe that we may have faltered on that, but we've tried very hard to stick to that because. You know, once you've raised them, hopefully you've grounded them good and they'll make, make wise choices. But unless you think, you know, they're going to fall off a cliff or something, it's it's really um, one of those things, you know, they have their home established 
and they need to make those choices and they're adults now and you need to treat them as adults. And uh, hopefully, I, I heard uh, this quote and I think it was George Bush Sr. that said this, he was being interviewed and I love this and I thought, I hope that's, he said, uh, they said, what are you most proud of? And he said that my kids still like to come and see me. And, oh, I, that's I, good. and I told yeah. I told your dad, I said, I hope we can say that till the day we die, that our kids still love to come see us. We enjoy family times. We love being with our kids and our grandkids and, and even just, you know, one-on-one -on -one or just the whole game together. Those are our very happiest times. You can't put a price on that. Mm -hmm. And um, I, th I think that's, um, you know, a, a good goal, just that that wonderful sense of family and fellowship is so precious, so precious. Well, you nailed that one. We love coming to see you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're, Mom and I are about to break the law here in just a second because I'm going to hug her. Okay, Ooh. but yeah, I know, I know. But we're gonna we're gonna break the law. So let, we'll oh, put a fuzzy box over this. Okay. My boy. Love oh, you, Mom. I love you too, Happy honey. Mother's Day.